This is David Kaplan on ESPN 1000, Chicago's home for sports. Thanks for listening to the Cap and Company podcast presented by Coors Light. Stay inside and buy your Coors Light online. Find out how at get.coorslight.com. Coors Light. Take time to chill. This is Cap and Company. Weekdays, 9 to noon. ESPN 1000, Chicago's home for sports. Oh, Jesse Rogers, Jonathan Hood, we're in for Cap here on Cap and Company. Hope that you're going to enjoy your Friday and Memorial Day weekend. Open phone lines for you, 312-332-ESPN, 332-3776 is our phone number. Jesse, we talked about this earlier for those that just joining us, that uh, Jerry Sloan passed away, the longtime Chicago Bull great, uh, and he has passed away with the age of 78 uh, from downstate Illinois and uh, longtime Utah jazz coach. Yeah, and longtime Chicagoan. You know, uh, he was here a long time. I, I, like I mentioned earlier, I know his family and I'm Facebook friends with his daughter, Holly, who I grew up with. And uh, it's, her page right now is filling up with condolences. So we send it as well. Just a, I think his legacy, I mean, his basketball legacy will be one thing, but in, you know, in terms of what he brought to the game. But in general, I think as the, as the um, condolences and the morning comes out and all that stuff, uh, remembrances, it's going to be known as just a great, great human being. That's what I think a lot of people are going to say about Jerry Sloan. And, and that's, that's what I would say in, in, the, in the time that I knew him. Yeah, just, uh, just someone whose number hangs from the rafters at the United Center. We think about the Jordan Bulls, but before that, there were some great Bulls teams with Norm Van Leer and Jerry Sloan. And uh, Van Leer would talk about uh, Sloan so often, of course, with him and on the sidelines as a head coach for the Utah Jazz. Again, you think about the Jazz, you think about Sloan as being a head coach. They did not get to the mountaintop to win the championship, but Sloan was very instrumental and really, after Frank Layton, really turning Utah in a, into a power in the Western Conference. Big time. Absolutely. He And he knew how to manage Stockton and Malone and get the best out of them. No, he turned into a great coach after having that couple, three years as the, as the Bulls head guy, 79 to 82. They weren't very good. Uh, but then from, what was it, uh, 88 to 2011, he was the head coach of the bull of the Utah Jazz, and obviously that encompassed those those championship you know final games against the Bulls. So rest in peace, uh, Jerry Sloan, who passed away at the age of uh, seventy eight. Lewis double team and the ball knocked away. Sloan goes after to get it. Sloan top of the key puts on the break, shovels it to Wesley, who slam dunks it. Gamby twenty feet out, left side angle, dribbles to the top of the key, bounce one to Ellis. Sloan fronting him, knocks it away. He and Ellis go after it, and Sloan fouls Joe as they both tumble to the court. Jerry Sloan with a First. Sticky defensive reactions and long arms. Four. Bill, it's the first time I think I can recall seeing Jerry Sloan without some kind of a knee brace or thigh pad or something on. Uh, he almost looks naked out there tonight in just a regulation uniform. Along with Jesse Rogers, Jonathan Hood with you on Cap and Company. We're in for Cap here on ESPN 1000 and the brand new ESPN Chicago app. You will be on, if you're on hold, you will be on the air. 312 332 ESPN is our phone number. Jesse, you have something hot and heavy in your hands regarding what is going on with. With the Major League Baseball, and there's a lot of confusion from a financial standpoint on the Cubs and Sox and everything else financially that's going on for 2020 and whether or not baseball returns. Yeah, and I've mentioned this a couple times on the air at different times, but as our old boss used to say, your audience is always changing. And actually, that's I want right. to get our listeners' viewpoints on this. You don't have to know contract law to have an opinion on this, and it has to do with that agreement that the players in the league came to in late March – 
about what would happen here in April and May without games, how much they'd be paid, and then what would happen when they when they would restart. I mean, there's obviously some confusion. The players think their salaries have been settled. We will be paid per game, prorated salary for the season. The owners say no. We put in that agreement that if there are no fans in the stands, we will discuss what your salaries will be. The players say no. The fact that the sides are confused over this is is just mind-boggling. I mean, there's lawyers on both sides that draw up these contracts. I have the agreement in front of me. And with all due respect to our buddy David Haw, he wrote a column saying it was um, a source told him cut and dry that the owner said um, we're going we're gonna to discuss the, the salaries if, if there are no fans in the stands. It's not cut and dry. I have it in front of me, and I've mentioned this a couple times, but I'm going to do it again real quick, Jonathan. You tell me what you think. Okay. There's several sections of this agreement, okay? The first section says resumption of play, so what it would take to resume play. Under that, there's a subset that says the commissioner, after consultation with medical experts and the Players Association, um, they agree that it does not pose an unreasonable health and safety risk to players, staff, or spectators to stage games in front of fans in each of the 30 clubs' home ballparks. If they agree with that, they will, they will allow fans. And then it says, provided that the office of the commissioner and Players Association will discuss in good faith the economic feasibility of playing games in the absence of spectators or at appropriate substitute neutral sites. Mm -hmm. Okay, so that's the one line. They will discuss in good faith the economic feasibility of playing games in the absence of spectators. So it does open the door for this for this talk of, of economics, but not specific to their salaries. And down so and, and and down later in this contract, there's a section, section three, or section, I'm sorry, section four, which is called player compensation and benefits. And there's A, B, C, D, E, F, G, H, I, J, K, all the way down, you know, subsets, and none of them address their salaries. None of them address their salaries if the games are played without fans. And so this is what has confused players. They, uh, within that salary structure, they mention being pro getting prorated salaries paid per game. And there's, these sections are long, A, B, C, D. They're long sections about that. But none of them address playing without fans. But up under resumption of play, they do talk about the economic feasibility. But I think the players think, Jonathan, that that just had to do with, you know, do we, can we afford to stay in, in hotels? Can we, can we fly? Is, is there, can we survive? Mm -hmm. But they don't mention the salaries there. Right. And so down under salaries, you'd think they would come up if there should be five pages of 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 contract law or contract, uh, 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 you know, rhetoric here about playing with or with fans and playing without fans. But it's not there. It's not there. They have one line about discussing the economic feasibility. So what side do you come down knowing all that? Owners, I, I think if you really believe in the in the players and you want to give in a little bit, owners should defer the salaries for the players with interest, and it, that should be on the table. That's, that's what, a great point. Well, that's well, that's what I believe. It's like Jesse, you know, you don't have the money now, especially when you're a small market. When you are are hemorrhaging money, like um, like the Yankees and the Mets, uh, the Cubs are in that conversation. But when you're small market, like Miami, Pittsburgh. 
uh, and, and teams like that. I yep. believe that in good faith you say, listen, Bobby Bonilla style – We'll take care of you financially, just not right now, but you will eventually get your money. But you, but you got to trust us. At some point, we will have fans. You, we will have money for merchandise. We will have that revenue stream, but it's just not happening right now. If you're, it, By the way, if you're going check to check and you're a Major League Baseball player that's, that's making a good living, then that's on you and your lifestyle. Just If you're patient, you will get your money, but just not now. It's going to be deferred moving forward throughout – the length of your contract or the amount of years that you're owed. That's, that's a, a great point. That's how I would handle it. And the thing is, you know the money's going to return. That's the thing. And so when they have to pay these out in deferments, the, 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 they'll have the money a year from now, two years from now. The, 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 the money's going to come back into the game. I think that's a great point. So that that's a compromise that I think they should make. But they can't even get to the table yet because one side says the salary stuff is – is already been decided. The other side side says, no, we, we left this as an open question. And the fact that they have one sentence in there, it's just mind boggling to me. Well, well, so I'm curious what people think. Well, listen, I'm trying to make this as simple as possible because there's so many numbers and so many, so much rhetoric that's thrown out there. So I try to dial it down and try to kind of boil it down to this. It's a calculated, a calculated risk to play this game during a pandemic whether you're in this Petri dish with a whole bunch of players or not, Jesse, it's very difficult to, to go through this. You have to determine this. If you are a player that's making the minimum, whatever the, the floor is for Major League Baseball, is the juice worth the squeeze for you to, to be able to play baseball and knowing that you're not going to get your full salary after taxes, playing a half season more than likely, is it worth for you and your family to go play baseball? That's, that's number one. You're going to get a lot of opinions on that. Some some young guys will say uh, that are have been in Arizona and Florida the whole time. Let's just go play. Fine, whatever. Yeah. And then there's other guys older that have the money that have families are going to say it's not worth it. They, you're going to get both both sides. It's not worth it unless I get my full salary. I get. I I, I mean I get that. We had this argument on this show a couple of weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Um, but but my 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 issue is with the language in that agreement. I don't think it's clear at all. And I think a lot of players thought this was a done deal. I would also say this, and it's something that needs to be said again. Uh, even though this is millionaires versus billionaires during this pandemic and they're trying to fight on both sides, this will not destroy baseball. And here's how, here's how I know. I've got 1994, 95, 96 to prove that. And 95 is a little shaky as far as fans coming back, but when there was a home run chase, everybody was back on board. Ballparks were filled. Even if Sosa and McGuire were not in it, people were coming to the ballpark. So whatever's happening right now, I know on the surface that a lot of people are bitter. Baseball fans are wondering, Jesse, when will baseball return? Oh, I can't believe this is happening. It's, I haven't taken a call yet uh, on Under the Hood that says, I'm never going back to the game because these guys can't get it together. They will I'm return. Gl- I'm glad you said that because I absolutely agree with you. I know in the moment it's frustrating. Let's say they don't return. But even if even if they don't return because of an economic fight, it is still all a result of this pandemic that that is nobody's fault, right? That is no player's fault, owner's fault, fan fault, right? This happened to them, not because of them. Now, it would be terrible if they can't come to an agreement because of the economics, but it's still just a half a season with some risk. I agree with you. I don't think we're going to – we'll be mad in the moment, but I don't think come next February, I think people will be starving, starving to get out to, to Mason and Glendale and watch the Cubs and Sox and then and then watch them play because ultimately this will have happened 
because of the pandemic. Yeah. And this isn't a strike. This isn't a lockout. This is they couldn't come to agreement in a in a very pressured situation. Okay, let's just restart in 21. If you're on hold, you will be on the air. Some questions about whether or not you'd go to live games. We talked about that earlier. Would you go to live games if it was available at Wrigley Field, guaranteed rate, Miller Park, wherever you go to games? Would you go if you could right now? Also, we're working on Jesse's meat. If you're part of the expression, we're trying to figure out whether or not Jesse is flipping too much. And so we're talking about that here on this Memorial Day weekend. And, and one of my guys is going to come on next uh, in a few minutes, I think, after the break here. Brandon Kinsler, former Cub. Now a Marlin, I quoted him in a story I wrote the other day, Jonathan, so he can just answer these questions instead of you and I doing it. He could do it. We'll do that in a few minutes with him. 312-332-ESPN, 332-3776 is our phone number. Along with Jesse Rogers, Jonathan Hood, this is Cap'n Company. This is, this is Chicago's home for sports. Let me introduce myself. Cap'n Company on ESPN 1000. Follow us on the gram at Cap'n Co. and ESPN underscore Chicago. This is Cap'n Company on ESPN 1000, the ESPN Chicago app, along with Jesse Rogers. Jonathan Hood with you. So glad that you're with us. We've been talking about Major League Baseball, the possibility of it returning sometime soon. Jesse, we talked to uh, someone that you covered like a blanket for the Chicago Cubs. Now Miami Marlin pitcher Brandon Kinsler joins us here on Cap'n Company. Brandon, it's uh, Jonathan and Jesse. Thanks so much for your time. Yeah, no problem. How are you guys doing? He's got one of the best nicknames in the game, Salt. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> uh, maybe he'll tell us that story later. He's a, he was a little salty in the minors, and he, that nickname stuck. So, so Brandon, I quoted you in the in a story the other day. Let's start with the easy thing, and that's the health protocols as uh, as the as the league and, and the association tries to figure all this out. And it, it does sound like um, the union, you know, pushed back on a few things. It's a negotiation, but you mentioned mostly. You know, you guys need to use your equipment in there. Do you think some of the protocols were a little bit too much? Because at first it was like, hey, they got to keep us healthy. And then it was like, wait a minute, we got to use the hydrotherapy and the cryotherapy and a few things. So do you think they're finding that middle ground now? What are your thoughts? Uh, I think they will. I think, right, just the first draft they wrote out was, you know, we got to be, they got to cut everything out. And then, you know, that way everyone knows that they're real serious and then we they can always kind of work back a little bit but if they would have gave a lot right away then they probably get a lot of backlash for that which we understand but yeah we gotta i mean we're gonna play we haven't played in what since october and all of a sudden we're gonna play a bunch of games real fast and if we can't recover and i mean your routine is just gonna be all messed up i mean they're, we're already having a bunch of injuries in korea with hamstrings and stuff so there's already a sign of you know, things are going to happen. So we got to be able to be on top of our game. Brandon, you've been in the big since 2010. Life without baseball, how odd is this for you with no baseball going on right now here in May? No, it makes me realize I don't want to retire anytime soon. I'll tell you that. (laughs) 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 What are you doing? (laughs) It's partly Uh, boring because everything's closed, right? Yeah, well, Vegas is slowly opening up, but I I live up on a – a hill in Vegas, so I'm not really around anything. So I don't know, man. I've just been working out in my house, playing catch, and just really staying in a bubble. It's pretty boring. Some days you just don't want to do any of it. So it's definitely time to get it moving. You think that um, the, the economic thing is, is sounding like it's going to be a big fight, but maybe cooler heads will prevail, or do you think it really will be a fight? Uh, I'm going to – 
it's probably going to be a fight for a little bit. I wouldn't doubt it. It's just, you know, it's a bad situation. It's unfortunate that we're even in that situation because we already have an agreement. And the fact that we have to even have to deal with it is, you know, the union, we're all mad about it. I mean, I'm sure you guys wouldn't like it if, they, if you guys got a deal on your on your pay. And, to, and then all of a sudden they say, oh, no, we don't like that deal no more. And they're going to cut out on it. So, I mean, hopefully people can understand our situation and hopefully we can come to an agreement soon. Yeah, it's a, it's a tough thing, you know, and, and I know no player wants to, to have a Snell happen to them where it goes viral, but it is difficult, right? I mean, it's 1,200 players, 40-man rosters, 30 teams. It's difficult, 1,200 opinions, and young players, they, they want, you know, they're, they're, they're on these social media avenues, and they're going to say what they're going to say while, while there's 30 owners that are kind of buttoned up. You're not going to find an owner on Twitch, right? I mean, so it's a, <laughs> yeah. and, and then, of course, it comes down to also the blue-collar worker that doesn't make the millions. I mean, it, it can be difficult to navigate this thing, I would assume, Brandon. Yeah, very difficult. I mean, you got to have a feel for the situation, obviously. I mean, I definitely feel for the situation. I'm not saying we want to be greedy or anything. We just want to, you know, have a weird space. If we didn't have this deal already in place, and yeah, it would be a different situation with the fact that, you know, we negotiated for weeks in spring training to get this that deal done, and I'm pretty sure everyone in the world didn't think fans would be showing up at that time. So, I mean, and the fact that, you know, all of a sudden it's, oh, it's not what we thought. We, we want to change it. I mean, they haven't even approached that, so we don't even know if that's true. They haven't come out with that yet. I'm sure it's all rumors, but they haven't came out with the actual proposal for that situation yet. But I think uh, with just the rumors and everything, you know, the players weren't very happy about it. Brandon Kinsler with us here on Kappa Company with Jesse Rogers, Jonathan Hood on ESPN 1000 and the ESPN Chicago app. Brandon, I'd like to know, I think fans would like to know about the way you're able to garner that information because we're seeing stuff online. Again, it's a lot of conjecture, a lot of question marks, rumor and innuendo about this. But from your standpoint, where do you get your information to find out day to day how likely it is for baseball to return? Oh, we just get daily emails from the union. Um, at night, they'll tell us basically what happened throughout the day. And then we have our union rep. We have a team chat with the Marlins. We have a union rep, and he keeps us in the loop of what's going on whenever, anytime he hears anything. So really, that's just that's just to sit around and wait to get an email or wait to get a text type of thing. I mean, it's unfortunate that a lot of times everything shows up on social media before we even know anything, which, you know, that's not fair. That's not right. But uh, it is what it is. That's just, you know, how MLB's been doing their uh, negotiations through us by leaking a little few things here and there, but you know, it's just putting the pressure on the players and hopefully the fans and everyone realize, you know, the players do, we do have to make a situation. I mean, we are taking a big risk by even playing and I'm sure no one really feels bad for us because, you know, they want to talk about the money part and stuff, but it's a huge risk and we just want to make sure everything is lined up perfectly that, you know, we're safe and that everything's taken care of. What's the latest news then, if you could tell us? Well, like, what's your last email or text exchange? I think there might be some movement today, one way or another, with the proposal. But what's like the most up to date information you can reveal to us? Oh, I just know that the, we opened up our facility in uh, for the forty man roster in Florida, and you know the guys said they went through this whole protocol, check temperature, they couldn't touch certain, you know, they couldn't pick up baseballs after they hit. They said it really wasn't a bad. It really wasn't that bad. They said once you know, just do the bring your own water type thing, but they they said it wasn't, it was a little awkward at first, but, and then uh, the email from the union said, you know, they sent, I think it was out last night, everyone knows that they sent something back to the MLB right. on, you know, our thoughts on their proposal, and hopefully this way they can 
they could change it and they can come into another agreement. So basically they said, you know, we responded and now we're still waiting for their economic proposal and such. Brandon, I'd like to kind of talk about uh, one of our opening topics that Jesse and I had today about whether or not, you know, if you could, could you, would you go back to a game with a, with full stands? It's just a tough time right now because more than likely you will start uh, the season without fans. How difficult is, would that be for you? Because, you know, there's some minor league games where no fans or very few fans, but it's definitely different. It'll be different at first, I'm sure, like, you know, inter-squad games are no fans are extremely boring. But uh, I think the competitive nature and just, to, you know, that it's a lot of TV games. You know, everyone's going to be watching. I think that's – obviously there's not going to be a lot of pressure building in that, inside the stadium, but if you let the situation build and the competitive nature comes, I think we'll – after a couple games, we'll, you know, get back into it. Nobody wants to be embarrassed on national TV – all the time because there's no fans. And if you don't get that adrenaline, maybe the other guy is going to get his adrenaline. You know, it's just you got to get the competitive nature out and you just got to, you know, just roll with it. Visiting with Brandon Kinsler here on ESPN 1000. Let's go back to that agreement in, in late March that's caused so much, you know, kind of a debate here. I have actually a copy of it in front of me, Brandon, and it, it just is not that clear. I mean, right. I, I, you know, I wish it said one sentence. This is what you will be paid with fans in the stands. And if it's going to be something different, then this is what you will be paid without fans in the stands. Like, why didn't they just do that? You know, I think there's an addendum to it. Can you see if there's a, the addendum and it talked about something with, you know, not fan, well, do whatever you can, no matter there's fans in the stands or not, or something like that. Is there, is I, it on there? No, I don't, I don't, I don't necessarily see it. All I see is this one sentence that says, um, they'll discuss the economic feasibility of playing without fans, but th- that doesn't say directly tied to your salaries. You know what I mean? Right. Like there's, it's just, it's just ambiguous in some ways, but I don't doubt that play on the player side from day one, you, you thought this thing was, was agreed upon. That's why you took the advance that you did and agreed not to sue and all like it was baked into this process that, that you were, you had the understanding that you'd be paid the prorated salary. I mean, I I'm convinced right. of that. I was 100% convinced of that when we yeah. when that happened. I didn't think it'd ever come up again that there'd be a negotiation. The only thing I ever thought that we had to come up with was a health protocol and a schedule, and we just go. Right. But now it's unfortunate that, you know, there, it is unfortunate money is going to be a talk about it. I mean, it's just a terrible time to talk about it, but, you know, it's just part of it. It's just what it we is have part to of it. Jo- Jonathan, what, tell them your idea that I agreed with, and I mentioned it last week. I mean, it makes mo- all the sense in the world, what you, what you said a few minutes ago. Well, Brenda, I just think it makes sense from the owner's standpoint, in good faith, to be able to defer the salaries for players with interest. Bring that to the table. Like, eventually you're going to get paid, but because there's no fans in the stands, because there is no revenue stream, to because there's no butts and seats, I think that's the best way to go about things. You will get your money with interest, but we have to defer it until we can get back on the field. Or yeah, I have no problem with that. I think that a lot of contracts get deferred these days. I mean, mine was deferred for two years, my last two-year deal. I, don't, I think that's a great idea. If they want to be able to have liquid to float, you know, they're, what they have to do to run their team. I don't think any of the players would have a problem with that. No, no, Jesse, not not some all. With, oh, with, all? Well, with, with interest, I said. because I don't know if Kinsler can go the next three months without a paycheck. I'm not sure. <laughs> <laughs> so, Brandon, tell know, me. Brandon, he lives in Vegas, after he, all. No, he, well, he's got no state tax. He's fine. So, <laughs> I'll, I'll, so, so I'll ask you this, um, uh, Brandon. You need to help Jesse with his meat. 
So explain me? that. Yeah, no, I don't have to. I, I think it's, it's, it speaks for itself. No, actually, Jesse's had a hard time uh, as far as uh, being on the barbecue grill, right? Because he is a perpetual flipper. He has burgers, he's got chicken, and he's always flipping every two You're or three minutes. You're not supposed to flip too much. You're not supposed to flip too much. And I, no, I understand you, The guy freaks out, but he can't stop moving every second. You know, he's got to be doing something every time. Yeah, so, That's my problem. So, so what do you think is best? Should he continue to flip? Or, or should he be more patient with his with his meat? His, uh, You've got to be patient with your meat, Jesse. You just can't keep flipping it all the time. <laughs> Have some patience, That's man. That's what we wanted. <laughs> all right, good advice. Good advice from two experts. <laughs> <laughs> well, Brandon, we're glad you spent some time. As Again, as baseball fans, we'd love to see you guys back on the field sometime soon. And glad you spent some time with us here in Chicago. Yeah, thank you. Appreciate it. Uh, hopefully, you know, this fans realize we want to play just as bad as anyone else wants us out there and you know it's just it's an unfortunate situation but just be patient with us and you know we'll, we'll get through it all right thank you salt all right man appreciate it it is uh, brandon kinsler uh with the miami marlins former cubs pitcher with us uh coming up next what comes first is it going to be baseball or the basketball season in the nba we'll discuss that next right here on cap and company this is cap and company something podcasts already on the espn chicago app this is chicago's home for sports espn 1000 along with jesse rogers jonathan hood and for david kaplan on cap and company here on espn 1000 the brand new espn chicago app carmen yurko come your way at 12 followed by waddle and sylvia two the odds couple now it's seven o'clock on fridays every friday at seven o'clock Followed by Abdallah and Black, they are in for me on Under the Hood tonight, starting at 8 p.m. on ESPN 1000. We turn now to front office insider for ESPN and ESPN.com. Front of the program, Bobby Marks joins us here on ESPN 1000. We find out what's going on with the NBA and the whether or not we're going to have basketball sometime soon. Bobby, uh, Jonathan, and Jesse, thanks so much for your time. Hey guys, how are you? We're doing well, thank you. Um, before we kind of delve into uh, what is going on with uh, the players uh, and the owners with uh, the uh, NBA, we want to find out your thoughts about the late Jerry Sloan. We found that out during the show that Jerry passed away at the age of 78. Any memories of Jerry Sloan for you? Well, I mean, they were the Spurs before, you know, we, we knew the Spurs were the Spurs, right? I mean, Utah was kind of that consistent um, franchise that, uh, was in the playoffs every year, um, you know, no nonsense coach, um, you know, probably, you know, you know, certainly watching, you know, those Malone and Stockton teams. But, you know, my recollection is kind of, we were the, I guess, you know, the Darren Williams trade that we made in um, 2011 was kind of the last straw for, for coach Sloan, where he figured like, you know, I don't need to deal with this stuff anymore. Right. I mean, he had a, he had a disgruntled player in Darren um, there, um, you know, who he had a, a confrontation with. And uh, I believe after that trade, um, he wound up uh, retiring. So, yeah, I mean, I think that's my, you know, my lasting impression of him. But, you know, certainly we saw in the, in the last dance, um, you know, for those people who didn't watch those or well, the, the young people that nowadays, you know, how great of great of teams they had in Utah. And they just kind of weren't able to kind of get past those Chicago teams. Absolutely. Uh, and, and what would, you know, you mentioned a couple things, but what do you think his lasting legacy as a coach will be? Like, what would, what would he be known for 10, 15 years from now if people are doing, you know, history of the, of the NBA during the era that he was coaching? 
Yeah, hard, hard nosed. I don't know if he would have been able to kind of, uh, you know, fit in with t- today's, um, <laughs> you know, athletes. I think um, Earl Watson put out a tweet and it was perfect. He said when he signed in, in Utah, Coach Sloan said, hey, we don't talk about money here. I expect you to come come to practice on time, uh, get to the plane on time, and practice hard. <laughs> I won't bother you. And that was, you know, that was Jerry Sloan for you, um, you know, right there as far as kind of a no-nonsense uh, coach. And he treated, you know, if you were John Stockton or Howard Isley, you were both treated the same way. Bobby Marks with Jonathan Hood and Jesse Rogers on Cap and Company on ESPN 1000 and the ESPN Chicago app. So, Bobby, we just want to know, just from everything that we've read, what's true, what's not true regarding basketball resuming? Will it happen? Yeah, I mean, I think, the, the you know, if you would have asked me two weeks ago, I would have probably said I, I unlikely just based on where we were. And I think this is kind of a progressing situation, I think. As long as the league has a, uh, it's all about, it's all been about testing, mitigating against this virus. As long as there's a comfort level that testing is in place, um, there's enough testing that players can be tested um, daily. Um, there is going to be a setting where uh, a controlled setting here, uh, if it's in Orlando or Las Vegas, um, and if the players have a comfort level, um, you know, to kind of proceed as is, I think. The commissioner's conference call with the players um, association a couple weeks ago. I kind of, I think, I think that really laid out the foundation of kind of where we are right now. Where, you know, the commissioner was very clear and he said, you know, this virus is not going away. I mean, and there's not going to be a vaccine in place until probably after two, after 2020 here. So, we basically have to kind of keep on living our lives here, but we will do our best to mitigate and put you in a position where you know safety is going to be first. And I think. We'll learn probably in the next week as far as what those plans are going to be. I mean, you saw uh, Major League Baseball come up out with a 70-page, um, I guess it's an operations manual as far as, and it's over, and it's overwhelming. <laughs> I mean, it really is overwhelming. I think it's a little different because, you know, they're going city to city where the NBA is probably just going to Orlando or Las Vegas. So uh, I would expect that we do get going here probably um, – you know, sometime back in, in mid-June, and we'll probably play, we'll probably see NBA games after the, the 1st of July. Tell me, Bobby, they're not thinking about starting up the regular season. I know we've heard all these iterations, but let's just go right to some sort of a tournament or playoffs, please. Come on. I'm with you. I'm with you. I think if the goal is to try to get the playoffs in, um, I, I don't see a reason why we have to bring back all 30 teams and really kind of expose ourselves in, in case something really uh, catastrophic does, does happen. So I think what's, what, what is the formula to do so? Are we looking at um, a plan for 7 and 10 and 8 and 9 and then just kind of proceed from there? I think, um, you know, if, if uh, we bring all 16 teams to, uh, all 16 teams to Orlando, I saw somebody mention, hey, maybe we just bring the, the 16 playoff teams, eight in the East, eight in the West, let's reseed them, right? Go from there. And then right. and then maybe we we have a couple scrimmages between a couple Eastern Conference and Western Conference teams, and we go, and then that's how um, that's how we proceed. But, yeah, to bring back all 30 teams, even if they're going to go through a training camp of a month or, you know, two, two to four weeks here, and then they are going to play four or five games, I don't know how much sense that makes for, you know, uh, Orlando, uh, Golden State and Cleveland and, you know, even the, even Chicago, um, you know, some of those teams that are out of the, the, the playoff contention. 
Bobby, lastly, we appreciate your your time. We want to get your thoughts about the, the last dance as far as whether or not the documentary, as Jordan laid out everything regarding Jerry Krause, Jerry Reinsdorf, uh, from his standpoint, do, does the documentary help or hurt the current bull structure with Karnaschovas and Eversley? I don't think it hurts. I think it's a fresh slate as far as with our Taurus and Mark, um, as far as what they were able to do, and we'll see what happens with the coach. I think it puts that organization probably back in the spotlight um, compared to where it was, you know, before I guess Tibbs left and, um, you know, certainly back in, in the nineties there. So no, I don't, I mean, I've always said Chicago is, you know, it, it's a, it's a, you know, it's a sleeping giant. I mean, there's no reason why that, that organization should be in the mix when it comes to free agency um, year, if they have cap space year after year here. So no, I don't, I don't think, I don't think it hurts as far as uh, hurts or helps, uh, maybe it helps a little bit. Um, you know, what, as far as what we saw in the last, you know, five weeks here. Bobby, we're glad you spent some time with us, man. Enjoy your uh, holiday weekend, and we'll talk soon. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. This is Bobby, Thanks, Bobby. Bobby Marks is a front office insider for ESPN. He joins us on Cap and Company, along with Jesse Rogers, Jonathan Hood on ESPN 1000 and the ESPN Chicago app. 312-332-ESPN, 332-3776 is our phone number. Um, we still have a number of topics that are on the table regarding whether or not you would go back to games. If you knew that um, Mayor Lightfoot and Governor Pritzker uh, opened everything up where you can be able to go to Wrigley Field, Guaranteed Rate, Miller Park, wherever you go to see Major League Baseball games, whether that's on the Major League front, college, Little League, would you go if you had a ticket today? We're getting your thoughts on that. And also, we're trying to figure out your meat, Jesse. Yeah, of course. Yeah, Am I flipping too much? And why am I flipping too much? Um and, you know, just listening to Bobby and, and, and we talked baseball before with Brandon Kinsler. And I think of the phrase, is it worth it? Like that's come up a lot, right, right. during this health crisis. Is it worth it? And I wonder, you know, it's kind of weird which sport is it worth it to, to, to restart or start in baseball's case, I guess. Like I, I would think the NBA and the NHL, would be it's really worth it to finish because you, you, you played three quarters of the season – Let's crown a champion. Like that makes sense to me. Where, you know, I could if baseball just didn't play, we're already three months in, right? I mean, you're gonna miss at least half the season. If it didn't play, is it worth it? And that's what I think the players are getting at. You know, is it really worth it to do this? Um, to 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 play half a season, to crown some sort of, you know, champion at that point. It's not really the, the champion that we we normally see, you know, with the, the 162 game schedule. Because part part of winning the World Series is defeating the marathon that is the long season so like when we use the phrase is it worth it i feel like it's more worth it for the nba or nhl than it is for baseball if baseball can't all you know all the parties come to an agreement does that make sense yeah it does it does if you're uh, in palatine we go to chris on espn 1000 hello christopher hey gentlemen how are you this, uh, this morning we're doing well <laughs> thanks for checking in Yes, I'm going to quick plug, Jonathan. It was not my intention, but since I waited an hour, just want to quick plug my business. If anyone in Chicagoland area needs an awesome realtor, just hit me up. My name is Christopher Bland, 224-725-9904. Without any further ado, we're going to help Jesse with his meat because I'm a meat specialist, <laughs> but I digress. Are we ready, gentlemen? Yes. Get that, get that dumb button ready. Jesse, I want you to go on YouTube. I want you to go on Instagram. Look up whatever you're trying to prepare. There's millions of people there. You do that, right? You got the internet? Yes, right in front of me. Yes, sir. So you do that. Be pragmatic. You don't have to worry about what any music people tell you to listen to, how to cook your food, or what to watch. Do you? Got it? 
Got it. And, you know, and this wasn't as much about the food as, as it was about trying to figure out what's wrong with me, that I, that I know that I'm not supposed to do this thing as innocent and as, you know, thankfully safe as it is. You know, I'm not risking anything, I, I, but I still do it. As much as I know I'm not supposed to, I still do it, Jonathan. So that's what this was really about. Time well spent, Chris. Thanks for the phone call. 312-332-ESPN, 332-3776 is our phone number. Logan Square, here's Mike on ESPN 1000 with Jonathan Hood and Jesse Rogers on Cap and Company. Hello, Mike. Hey, how are you doing, honey? How are you doing, Jesse? Good. Thanks Good. for checking in, Mike. What's, what's on your mind? So I think we can break this habit of you flipping too much, Jesse. Okay? Uh, how do I do Carmen, that? Yeah, I think Carmen always says the meat will speak to you. Okay, it'll oh. let you know when it needs to be flipped. Well, so next time you go out on the grill, okay, bring a beer, a bourbon, uh, sparkling water if that's your thing. Okay, you put your meat on, you set down your spatula, whatever you got. Okay, yeah. Then the next time you have an urge to go grab your spatula, look at the meat. What is it trying to tell you? Put my ear to the okay. grill a little bit, so to speak. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, like what? you know, you know, it's a it's a metaphor. What is it trying to tell you? Right, I know with the way it looks. So, and then ask yourself, do I need to flip it? Because don't have it in the spatula in your hand. You don't need it. You only need it when you absolutely need it. So I think if you, if you try to be a little more mindful, you can break this habit. And you're already in control. You have a gas grill. You have the setting. You know what temperature it is. You know, not every chef sits there with an egg timer. So you're in control. Okay? Okay. Good advice. You know, my, my friend Jack Daniels and I will do exactly that. We will sit by the grill. <laughs> Jack and diet. That's my that's my drink. And uh-huh. uh, we will I will I will keep my hand off the spatula until it's needed until the until the steak screams at me and tells me to turn him. Well, if your if your steak is speaking to you, that means it's not done. That means it's still living. <laughs> it's still moving. So that's a problem. If, if it's if it's still mooing, uh, don't flip it. Three one two three three two ESPN three three two three seven seven six is our phone number. With Jesse Rogers, John the Hood, with you. If you're on hold, you will be on the air. We'll get your phone calls in here, right here on Cap and Company. It's Cap and Company. Follow us on the brand at Cap and Co and ESPN underscore Chicago. This is Chicago's home for sports. ESPN one thousand. This is Captain Company on ESPN 1000, the brand new ESPN Chicago app. This portion of which is brought to you by Blue Cross and Blue Shield of Illinois through life's ups and downs. And for all the journeys ahead, you know what to bring. It's the card you can count on. Blue Cross and Blue Shield of Illinois through it all. Glad to have you with us here on this Friday here on Cap and Company. Getting your phone calls in here at 312-332-ESPN-332-3776 is our telephone number. Uh, your thoughts on the, the passing of Jerry Sloan. We talked about that earlier. If you're just joining us, Jerry Sloan, longtime Bull, longtime Utah Jazz coach who was featured prominently uh, in the Last Dance documentary uh, during that, uh, especially episodes 9 and 10, as the Bulls were taking on the Jazz. Um, that was uh, sad to see that this morning. And uh, we're also talking about uh, Jesse and his grilling issues. You know, this is grilling season now that we're going uh, um, to get to Memorial Day coming up on Monday. So it's time to get out and do some grilling. I saw some 80s in the forecast. God forbid we have warm weather. My God. Right? Well, she finally finally coming here and then let's hope baseball isn't far behind because that's what this is all about around here right but warm weather maybe even little leagues return a little bit or travel ball whatever it is and then the big guys come back in july you know cross your fingers this all works out we had brandon kinsler on we've, we've covered a lot in two hours jonathan i mean 
a lot. Um, we had Kinsler on. I'm curious what people thought. You know, uh, it, it, I thought he, he thread the needle pretty well. They don't want to come across as greedy, and certainly Snell sounded that way. But there's other guys who've been a bit more professional about it. I've talked to some of the executive board members. Andrew Miller's on that board. Chris Iannetta, uh Kinsler's not on that board. But I, I think there's a way to say, hey, we deserve our pay without coming across greedy. And I think Kinsler yeah. was okay in that yeah. regard. But but you know, like no matter what side of the aisle that you're on, players or uh, or owners, both are at fault for not being able to put something together. I know that that Kinsler comes across as a baby face, as a guy that hey, you know what? As the players are doing all we can, but it's just both sides haven't come to an agreement, and so now it's the it's it's me and you as fans on the side of the road watching both of these parents go back and forth. Yeah, and and you're right. It's it's it, and to go back to that agreement. It's you know like the parents said, they thought they said, "Hey, your kids, you're going to bed at eight o'clock tonight," and the kids heard nine thirty, and now they have a debate. You know <laughs> who, who who said what? I mean, that's what that agreement's all about. It's it to me very unclear. I'm not taking either side. I'm not taking either side. But 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 I will say that it is it is unclear in that agreement what they agreed upon. So. Um, I, I get that, 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 you know, the players think it's one side and the owners think it's another. And that's why we, we've come to this situation where, you know, health wise, they might be ahead. They will be ahead of the economics. Like they already sent back a, 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 a response to the health proposal. They'll probably iron that out. And then and that they should have had the economics figured out. Two months ago, okay, you're, you get this prorated salary with fans, this without fit, whatever it is, and, and because that was that was a, a known, they weren't going to play with fans. I was pretty sure. What wasn't known was what what would the health of the country look like, the protocols needed, two months from from March. You know what I mean? Right. Three months from March, like that was hard to predict. But but without knowing, you weren't going to have baseball for several months. Everyone knew what the economics were going to look like, in my opinion, or you could predict. So why they didn't have that in the agreement then, I, I just don't get. 312-332-ESPN is our phone number. Ben is on 294 with Jesse and Jonathan on ESPN 1000. Hi, Ben. Hey, how's it going, guys? Good. Thanks for checking in. So two thoughts. One, um, Jesse, get a smoker. That way you don't have to flip or turn anything, and you just put it on there. It's what fellas going, and that's it. You're good with that. A lot of my friends have smokers. I got to get on that. Good advice. And then the other one is, if I was single male, um, I would go to a game. But my situation's a little different. I have a eight. My father's eighty, who lives with me, and I have a an eight year old daughter who has severe asthma. So I would not go to not expose them to a game. But if you were, you say, if you were single, you would go yourself. Yeah, if I was single, I would definitely go because I'm only putting myself at risk and no nobody else. But that's my choice. But my other choice is now because my father lives with me and I have an eight year old daughter with severe asthma. I'm not going. Yeah, well, it makes sense. Yeah. Makes that, sense. That right? Makes sense. You're young and single. You go. You're a little bit older with a family. You don't go. I get it. Let's go to let's go to Darian. Here's Dell. Good, good on ESPN 1000. Hi, Dell. Hey, guys. I can't believe Jonathan and Jesse. What a what a dynamic duo. You got it's an all star team today. Well, we've known each other for over 25 years. If this show's no good, then we've really got problems. Right. No. If we have to find chemistry. Then we got problems. Right. <laughs> no, it shows. You guys are awesome. What a great what Thanks. a great time listening. 
Um, so Jerry, I have a Jerry Sloan story, but I just want to say I grew up, uh, you know, in the seventies in Chicago and any chance I had to wear number four as a kid, I would take, cause, you know, as, as pretty much everyone agrees, one of the best defensive guards ever. And, and with Storm and Norman, they, they were probably the best defensive backcourt in the NBA until, until Michael and Scotty came along. Uh, but my my story is kind of funny because he was my idol, right? Yeah. So in the early in the early eighties, I was attending Columbia College downtown, and I had a part time job at the Hotel Continental, which is now the Intercontinental on Michigan Avenue, and I was a security guard. And so the Bulls draft is uh, early, in the early eighties. The Bulls draft was held at that hotel, the Intercontinental, and I made sure I was working that shift when when the draft occurred. And I wanted to meet Jerry, you know, my idol. So I'm waiting at the front door for him to, you know, he pulls up with his entourage, not a big entourage, like three assistant coaches. And they get out of the car, out of the limo. And I said, Mr. Sloan, come on, I'm going to take you up to the grand ballroom where the draft is. I'm going to take you up on the, on the uh, employee elevator, you know, uh, you know, I'm, I was so cool. And so we get on the elevator and he's smoking a cigarette as he uh, often did back then. Mm -hmm. And so I'm getting really nervous. Like, what do I say to my idol? Right. And like, I didn't, and it was, there was dead silence. We're going up to the third or fourth floor. So finally I just blurt out, how's your knee? And he, he flicks his cigarette down, stomps it out on the floor, looks me dead in the eye and says, my effing knee is effing fine. <laughs> and ding, <laughs> ding, the doors open up. He, he, he goes off with his coaches. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> that, um, more stories, I'm sure, like that will be out there for Jerry Sloan, the gruff. Uh, but the fun. gruff, and that's why Bobby Mark said he probably couldn't survive. I mean, he had that one thing with Darren Williams, and that was it. You know, so he really was made for for a different time, and that's that's fine. That, those old school guys, man. You gotta love the gruffness, and he didn't change who he was. What is going on financially with the Cubs, Sox, and everything else in Major League Baseball? We'll discuss it in two minutes on Cap and Company.